Blog Talk Radio. Way down among Brazilians, coffee beans grow by the billions, so they've got to find those extra cups to fill. They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. You can't get cherry soda, cause they've got to fill that quota. And the way things are, I'll bet they never will. They've got a zillion tons of coffee in Brazil. No tea. Or tomato juice, you'll see. No potato juice, cause the planners down in Santa's all say no, no, no. The politician's daughter was accused of drinking water and was fined the great big $50 bill. They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. Ketchup gives them flavor Coffee pickles way outsell the dill Why they put coffee in the coffee in Brazil No tea, no tomato juice You'll see, no potato juice The planters down in Santa's all say no, no, no to the local color serving coffee with a crawler. Duncan doesn't take a lot of skill. They've got an awful lot of coffee, an awful lot of coffee. Man, they got a gang of coffee in Brazil. Hey, welcome everybody. This is Jory M. Be psychic with your psychic connection right here at Blog Talk Radio. Hey, we've got a really, really great uh, show coming up tonight. We've got a gentleman who, um, very unfortunate circumstances, um, has become a medium and a channeler uh, due to a, a disaster that happened in his life, and um, and now. You know, as life would have it, uh, a lot of great things come out of uh, bad things that happen in life. And this is Mr. Joe uh, McQuillan. Now, uh, Joe's going to be joining us shortly, and he's going to tell you how he has regular contact with his son who passed away. Um, you know, I'll tell you what, why don't we just get to this? Uh, I want to let you guys know um, that. We all know how life happens. It happens to all of us. But this is such an interesting story that 
Um, we just need you to hear. We just need you to hear, Joe. So let's get Joe on the line here. And um, let me see. Here we go, guys. Here we go. Joe, are you there? Hello, Joe. Now, I'll tell you guys, if you remember last time, we ended up having the um, the things that were happening. Oh, no. I see the sign again. <laughs> I see the sign again. It says that uh, Skype is having a hard time with their maintenance again. This happened last time Joe was on the uh, show, and there was some difficult times that were going on here. And we had a hard time with the uh we had some difficult time coming in uh the last time, so I'm gonna try something different here. I'm not sure if I can do this, but I'm gonna try this so Joe, I don't think you can hear me and um yeah, I might try something different. So if you guys can hang on one second for me, we're going to see. I'm going to put Joe back on hold here. Okay. All right, that's not happening. All right. All right, so we're going to hang on one quick second here. So Joe said he can hear me, but I can't hear him. Joe, can you hear me now? All right. All right, guys. Hey, I'm asking for a little bit of patience here. I'm going to try something different, and um, I'm going to make a different call out of here. All right, I'll be right there. Don't you guys go anywhere. Okay, all right, now this sounds like um, that we are able to, Joe, I'm going to call you, you can hear me, and I'm going to call you directly on this other line, and I'm going to ask.
All right, so hey, we're not going to stop trying here. Right. Now, hopefully, I think we got this going on. Okay. So I, now I think, because I had to go to my cell phone to call you and then merge another call instead of using my landline. So um, if you guys have been patiently waiting, I want to say thank you so much. This is Jory on the Coffee Psychic again. Skype is having a problem again. And, Joe, what's really, really weird is a couple of weeks ago you were on my show again. The same thing happened with Blog Talk Radio. I'm not quite sure what's going on, uh, but Blog Talk Radio had another issue um, with, it says, uh, integrations. I mean, they weren't able to pick up the calls at all, so it's kind of weird. So I want to welcome you to the show, and um, and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to very quickly see if somebody else is here on the other line, so hang on a second. Okay. Okay, hello, caller. Can you hear me? Me? Hello, can you hear me? Okay, so there must be something going on. All right, you guys, so what we're going to do is, um, so Joe, welcome to the show. Now, I don't know that we'll be able to take the call tonight. We can try okay. again in a little bit, but I really wanted to have you on, and I know you were on my TV show a couple of weeks ago, uh, and really uh, what you've gone through is, it was really tragic, and it was really heartbreaking. And yet the phenomenal things that have come out of this um, tragedy, are, it, it's astronomical. So um, the name of your book, you're an author. Right. <clears throat> didn't, didn't intend to be, but I am one. The name yes. of my book is My Search for Christopher on the Other Side. Yes, yes. And what, um, God, there's so many things I'd like to, I'd like to ask you, but so, you didn't believe in any of this stuff before, did you? I mean, with mediums and uh, psychics and stuff, or what was your position before? Well, I certainly, uh, you know, it's not that I didn't believe in them. Um, there was just no, <clears throat> there was just no cause for me to delve into it. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, I, I believe in the secretary of the treasury, you know, but it doesn't mean I interact with him. So, there was no need for me to be involved with mediums or the other side. Most people up to that point in my life had died in normal, uh, 
course of time. So I had a brush with a, a medium a good 16 years before Christopher crossed over, and I talk about it in the book. Okay. And and I and I don't know if it was on a lark or just a spiritual quest, but I went and saw one, and her name was Nancy Myers, and she's terrific. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> most of it, like I said, there was no sense of urgency. So of course the there was no sense of urgency on the other side to come through. But at the end of it, she said, "Your dad's here, and he's and he's showing me a caboose, and he's telling you railroad." Now, my dad spent 40 years on the railroad. I had five, there were five boys in the family, and all five of us worked on the railroad in college. Wow. And we, so railroad was kind of in our blood. You know, sitting on my bookshelf right here is a railroad lantern from the Canadian Pacific Railroad because that was kind of indicative of who we were. So when she said that, it was, I got an awakening, and the awakening was that there is another side. My dad's there. He didn't need to contact me. He didn't give me the you know, lessons of the universe or all the answers. He just let me know that he was there. And then 16 years later, when my boy drowned in a canoe, it mm. it it allowed me to think back and remember that wait a minute, you know, there is a uh, there there is another side because my dad is that you know is there and showed me that 16 years ago. So I drew drew on that. But between those those years, there wasn't a whole lot of need for me to. To, to delve into that, which I've done the last three and a half years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you wrote a book. And um, now, any look at, I mean, I've had many people that have died. Uh, and, you know, I actually do have some books that I'm, you know, working on. But something like this, your son passes away. I mean, not everybody that has somebody die that, that passes because it's, it's just what happens in life. Not right. all of us jump out and write books. What had you, like, what was behind you writing this book? Well, that's a great question. So let's let's go back to the event itself. So in January 3rd, 2016, my son was home on spring break, or Christmas break mm-hmm. from northern Illinois. A bunch of his friends from, from New Trier all gathered together at one of the boys' parents' lake house in Lake Beulah, Wisconsin and decided to kick up their heels on the last Saturday night of vacation and spend the night there so nobody had to drive. And mm-hmm. they shot pool and drank too much and and, and 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 raised the roof a little bit. And at 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, four of the boys went outside to, uh, you know, to, to get some air and came upon a boathouse. Uh, they walked in. There was some canoes. Four boys jumped in a three-man canoe, and it was a perfect storm. Mm-hmm. All the boys had, you know, <clears throat> layered clothing. It was January in, in Wisconsin. Yeah. They had uh, uh, <clears throat> Timberland boots untied, which is the fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was cold, and the lake was partially frozen, and they were all into their cups. And they went out there to on a lark and, and paddled out, and, and none of them made it back, you know, yeah. of the four. None of them made it back. So... I knew that I had gotten a call at home that the boys were missing, mm-hmm. and I jumped in the, my Jeep, and, and I assumed I'd be driving up to Wisconsin to find him somewhere, uh, either, you know, in a boathouse with another co-ed or a pal or, you know, hanging out in somebody else's house. And instead, halfway up, I got a call that said uh, that it was no longer a search but a recovery that all four boys had mm-hmm. drowned. So. Wow. Got up there and you had all the arrangements, all the you know, just waiting for the body to claim and 
and you're in shock at that point, you know. But at that point, I wasn't ready to accept a world devoid of my son. So what I wanted to do, you know, after the next few weeks uh, was figure out if there's a place Mm -hmm. that we go from here. And if there is, if my son's there, and how do I how do I connect with him? I wasn't ready to accept the world without him, yeah. so it started a quest. And now that quest for me was a very personal quest. I reached out to that Nancine from 16 years ago, and she had moved to Arizona, mm-hmm. and reached out to her via phone, and and started accumulating data. Started meeting with other mediums. I mean, I was getting stuff from Nancine early on that nobody else knew that I didn't know until I got the medical examiner's report. So, wow. you know, it was it was pretty firm in, in, in the knowledge of, of what happened. Nobody else knew it. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, what I wanted to do is find out if there was something, is it real? And if it's not, scratch, scratch it off, off the list, right? And yep. if it is, dig in and find out how I connect. And that's what I started doing. Okay. Okay. Now, this, you know, question two, did that, did that keep you... When you were writing all this, did that keep you in the in the grief state, or? Well, nothing takes you out of the the grief state, Jorianne. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, to this day, I'm in the grief state. You know, I've just mm-hmm. learned how to cope with it. You know, and any parent who's lost a kid, especially if they're listening, and call in because this is what I'm supposed to do is talk to you. But any parent will tell you that it never goes away. People who say time heals all wounds haven't lost a kid. Right. It's different. It's different than losing a sibling. I've lost many siblings. Mm-hmm. It's different than losing parents. I've lost them, and I adored them. Mm-hmm. But there's a part of your soul that actually breaks off, I believe, when when you're, when you're when, when a child of yours uh, crosses over. So, you know, there's a line from a movie called Manchester by the Sea that said, my heart was broken, it'll always be broken. And that's mm-hmm. just the way it is. And, and anybody expecting the grief to go away is in for a lifetime of disappointment as well as grief. So, you know, the, the grief just becomes your companion. You know, yeah. I think it's, it's similar to maybe if a, you know, an amputee wakes up in the morning and, and, and forgets that they're missing a limb. And, and so many mornings I wake up and forget that my son's not on this earth with me. And, mm-hmm. and that takes some adjusting, you know, and it doesn't stop me from being a, uh, an author, a great dad, a good husband, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a good employer, well, employee, excuse me. You know, I do all those things, but I do it all with a heavier heart than anybody that hasn't lost a child. So I'm going to comment now. You know, uh, a couple of weeks ago when you did my TV show with me, yeah, I had um, your son completely came over me. And um, and it was when I was um, watching one of the shows that you have on YouTube because they've done a show on you also on YouTube and right. made a connection with your son. So I want everyone to be able to get out to the YouTube channel and uh, check more out about uh, you and what you've gone through and stuff with your son Christopher. But I remember your son Christopher, just it was almost like a, a warm energy just rushing over my whole body, and I just felt your son coming up, coming up and saying how much, Joe, he loves you, how much – what a, a great father you've been, and uh, and it wasn't and it wasn't what you a great dad you were, but a great father you still are being. Yeah, and, well, he's yeah. still my boy. Yeah, and you guys still are in a relationship. You know, yeah. just that his physical body has uh, gone back to the earth, and his spirit, you and his spirit, are still completely connected because he's still alive. We never die. Energy right. never ceases to exist. We 
still live on. Does the physical body can no longer be supported and, you know, living. So um, anyway, so just knowing that he's out there and he's there all the time, you know, one of the questions I have for you, and again, I've lost many people myself, does, does Christopher just, you know, walk up, knock on your door? You know, how does Christopher make contact with you all the time, Joe? You know, uh, it's a feeling. Now, uh-huh. the, you know, I get, I get, um, I get calls. I, I get, you know, a sense, you know, when, when he and I communicate. So a year into uh, you know, his crossing over, the anniversary, um, and I had seen a, a bunch of mediums and taken all kinds of notes and all kinds of information, and I was collecting the data so that someday I could sit on a rocking chair on a porch and, and read it all and stay close to my son. That's that's what I thought. You know, the Greeks yeah. used to say that man plans and gods laugh. Yeah. You know, but Chris had a different plan for me. And and that anniversary, he actually, I'm sitting at 3 o'clock in the morning. I have a tendency to get up. I'd get called, I felt. Literally, I felt I was called to, to, to get up, and I would go into my office, my home office, which used to be Christopher's bedroom. And I feel his energy wow. very, very, very strongly here. So I would, I, would, I would, you know, sit here. I'd light sage. I'd align my chakras. I'd do all the things I'd learned over this journey. And I don't look like a guy that would like sage <laughs> or align my chakras. <laughs> right. But I am. But I am. I am that guy. Mm-hmm. And and I would feel him around me, and that felt good. And a year in, he started actually, you know, dictating messages to me. And I would wow. sit down, and I would write, you know, with the same pen and the same legal pad, you know, the same exact style, because I didn't want to, you know, break the break break the chain. I'm kind of superstitious when it comes to that. And and he started sending me messages. And and mm. it's, you know, it's it's called spirit writing. And yep. uh, and it's not a two-way conversation at that point. It's it's literally me dictating. I feel mm-hmm. him around me. I feel him on my around the back of my neck when I know mm-hmm. he's around. And mm-hmm. and that's that's you know I go to his grave all the time. And you you gotta understand when I go to his grave, it's not like some old man sitting around feeding pigeons. You know, I go yeah. there with a folding chair. I usually bring my Labrador. I have a cigar, and I sit there and I just kind of talk. And feel him around me, and uh, and that's a wonderful feeling. And I know when he's around, I can feel him on the back of the neck, and it's usually there. I feel him when he's when we're listening to music in my Jeep. I feel it when I'm golfing. I feel him, and there's sometimes I don't feel him. You know, he's mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. he's he's some doing something else. You know, uh, and totally. so so you know I haven't. I would love to be able to see him. That mm-hmm. would be outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 I I smell him. I can. Yeah. I can smell him in the office specifically, and it smells kind of like that teen boy, you know, stale sweat smell that you, if you, you know, if you ever walked into a locker room or open your kid's hockey bag, and I would feel, smell him and feel him and know that he was around, and and it just took faith and it took a, a willingness to open up and a willingness, you know, not to care, you know, that we're that that we're not supposed to communicate with somebody who's crossed over to the other side, like you said. Their energy, Julia, they, they, yeah. you know, that doesn't get destroyed. Yeah. There's, a, there's a wonderful book, a movie called What Dreams May Come. Yeah. And a best explanation about this, about your body and your, and your spirit and your soul, is, is that he said, 
the, the one one Cuba Gooding Jr. was playing his um, spirit guide, and mm-hmm. and he was trying to explain to Robin Williams what 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 that meant, what that was about, and 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 you know why how could he be you know he's still present when his body was buried, mm-hmm. and, and the quote is the origin of the word body is the Anglo-Saxon bodig, meaning abode, which is what we've what the physical body is, a transient dwelling for the real self. Mm -hmm. So he said, like, you're in your house right now. You're in your house. That doesn't mean you are your house. If your house falls down, you get up and you walk away. And that's the clearest definition I can have to what happens when we transition to the next life, is that, you know, we leave our house, which was our body, and we get up and we walk away. Yeah, perfect. And and that is true. That's entirely true. So so I want to I want to ask you uh, when you were going through this um, because I mean I mean Joe maybe you know because you're a man's man. I'm telling you, we've met <laughs> we met a couple of times, and like you said, you might not be the guy that looks like I'm going to go sit in the corner and start doing some meditations with my legs crossed, balancing my chakras, and doing some incense. And uh, I mean, you're a golfer, you know. Um, I still I still play hockey on Sunday nights. Uh, wow. I'm, I'm 62. I'm too old for that, but I still do it. Oh my gosh, that's wonderful. Well, you know, this experience has totally transitioned you from one part of your life into probably a part of your life that you maybe never thought was going to be. I mean, this really called you into a different part of your life, your your higher spiritual self really came in. And it, it just and I just wanna I just wanna compliment you if you don't mind me saying no. that what to take such a horrific tragedy of losing your son and not being selfish about it, but with your son as your partner to come out and publicly share what you've gone through. Your son is talking from the other side. So other people can learn and grow as well. Well, I got to, first thing I, I got to be real clear about is that I didn't set off to do this. Mm-hmm. And I was given this gift of actually being able to connecting with, with my son through mediums, which I still see and I still talk to. Mm-hmm. And then on my own with messages from my boy, which still happens two or three times a month. Nice. So it's a gift. You know, and I've been in recovery 34 years. I'm 34 years sober. So, you know, so I'm not having, yeah, I'm not having an acid flashback. You know, I'm not delusional, yeah. you know. <laughs> right. I'm of sound mind as, as much as any Irish Catholic kid could be, you know. And yeah. uh, I'm of sound mind, um, you know. So, so you know, this this wasn't what I thought I was going to do. But it's a gift, right? right? I was given this gift, and like in AA, You've got to understand that it's a you. You got to give it away to keep it, you know. And yeah. if you don't give it away to keep it, I fear it being taken away from me. So that's why I do speaking engagements. That's why I do radio shows like yours. That's why, you know, there's this. If you get a chance, your listener should. It's called the Callish Channelers on YouTube, and mm-hmm. Kevin Moore, who's this wonderful British filmmaker, came and did. He's doing documentaries all over the United States, and the first one he did with us. So we've had forty-four thousand views on it. Wow. You know, 44,000 views because people are hungry for this. You know, mm-hmm. so I feel, you know, 
I feel it really is a responsibility that I have to do whether I want to or not, mm-hmm. you know, whether mm-hmm. I want to or not, um, I've got to do this. So, so that's what this is all about, you know, for, mm-hmm. for me giving it away to keep it. And so far I've done my best to share it. And when I've done my best to share it, I've been allowed to keep it. So it's more selfish than it sounds. But even halfway through this, you know, Chris would push me halfway through the book and say, through mediums and, and, and in our sessions and say, you know, you gotta you got to finish this book, Dad. People need to hear this. You know, you're a good ambassador because you don't look like you dwell in this kind of world, you know. Wow. So, so, you know, uh, you know, he pushed me and made sure that I would do what 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 he wanted me to do, and that was complete the book. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, and walking down the street, though, you wouldn't think that you're a channeler. You just wouldn't think that. No. Um. So you know, I, I want to ask you this question just straight out. How has this changed your life? Well, I, I, I would tell you the whole thing changed. I'm a different guy than I was in January second, two thousand sixteen. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think I have more compassion. You know, I, I had a sister who lost a daughter, and mm-hmm. she was in her early 40s of a brain aneurysm and left two beautiful mm-hmm. little adopted Korean boys, and just a wonderful. And I had no idea the pain she was going through because unless you've walked in the moccasins, you don't get it. No. So you know what's this done for me is I'll go to any lengths to help somebody who's lost a kid. You know, I, in my other world, in my professional world, I was I was. In, in a closing, I'm a, I'm a mortgage broker, and I was in a closing. I was a car dealer for 25 years. Mm-hmm. I, I was in a, a, a loan, a mortgage closing, you know, a, a house purchase. And and the, the agent knew about the book and started talking about the book. And everybody, all of a sudden, nobody was caring about the, the figures on the table. They were all talking wow. to me about the book, and the afterlife was amazing. <laughs> and, and the one developer looked at me and said, I lost a, one of my sons at 25. He just fell asleep Aww. and never woke up. And he said, you know, I had no idea why I was coming here today because I usually didn't come to these, but I did. Now I know why, you know. Mm-hmm. So I immediately I, you know, overnighted him a book the next day and sent him a link to that documentary, you know, because I have compassion, you know, beyond what I thought I was possible, that I had the possibility of having. You know, it's like when you, when you have a kid, when you have a child, mm-hmm. I thought I was far too selfish to be a good dad. And the minute I had Christopher and then after him, him, Caroline, and then William, when I had these kids, my capacity, kind of like the Grinch who sold Christmas, right? The, mm-hmm. the capacity for loving just just, just you know, magnified your heart. And so my capacity for caring uh, for others who aren't related but who've mm-hmm. gone through the same tragedy that I've gone through is 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 so much different than I thought I had the ability to do. Um, and this is a priority for me. You know, I, I really believe that I've, I've got your book here, and I really believe that this um, book can really help change people's lives, uh, especially when they've been up against the wall like you were, you know, and they're lost and confused and stuff like that. And, and, and they can go to other mediums too, but if people want to get your book, how can they contact you? Yeah, well, a couple of book? things. It's okay. on Amazon. So it's on okay. Amazon. So you go to Amazon.com and you either look up my name, Joe McQuillan, or my search for Christopher on the other side. I have a website. 
you know, www.mysearchforchristopher.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you go to Amazon, the book's available in print. It's in, it's in Audible. It, you mm-hmm. know, it's on the Kindle edition. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and, and I'll say this in all humility, it's a real important book. I've read scores of these books while researching this. And there's a handful of good ones. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know just to give you an example, there's a, a guy named John Holland wrote Bridging Both Realms. It was amazing. In fact, he's going to be at Wilmette Theater um, the 26th or whatever that Saturday is, the last Saturday this month. If you get a chance, go online and, and check it out. Jen Weigel presents. Um, and I had done an event with her there, too. And it was, it was wonderful. And 30, the place was sold out. And 30% of the people, because I always ask, mm-hmm. I tell the story, and then I turn it over to the Q&A, and 30% of the people in the audience lost a kid. So that's why they're there. They're, they're hungering because they need to know that it's not, it's not over. They're not gone. You know? and, and I said this to you the other day, it's nowhere near as good as, as the live hug or, or the embrace or the, the kiss that you get from your kids. Yeah. But, but you can feel the transference of love and support. I can feel my son hug me. I, I, I'll hug him and, and know that I'm hugging him, that it's getting through the, that it's getting through the energy field to him. And, and, you know, and that he can send me messages, signs, and everybody's capable of this. You know, I think the reason that I'm this ambassador, Jurian, is because if I can do this, anybody can, you know. But I think it really helps. I have a feeling that my Christopher is a very strong spirit. And why? I don't know. You know, I'm told he's an old soul, that this isn't his first run through. Mm-hmm. And I also have been told that he's going to be there when I cross over. The minute I step over the veil he'll be there and you know so right away i'm not afraid to die my uh my favorite sister who 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 passed away uh, in january she crossed mm-hmm. over and and she said to me she'd read the book before she 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 crossed over and she said you know joey she called me joey she said you gave me the greatest gift because i read your book and i'm not afraid to die mm-hmm. and i've i've been told by by a medium friend who didn't know my sister, who said, you know, when your sister crossed over, your son was there just like you promised her. Mm-hmm, you, know? Mm-hmm. you know, that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. It is, isn't it? Yeah, they're still right here. Yeah, yeah. They're still right here. Yeah. I remember my mom one time, and, and my mom has been dead since 1974, and it was just a couple of years ago she appeared in my bedroom, and it's like it's like she had wings, and she wrapped her wings around me, and I was completely immersed in the love, like you said, the hugs of my mother's presence. Yeah. Um, I Again, you know, we never die. Your dead relatives are here to be with you and love you and watch over you. And, and I think that um, we all have different, how can you say, missions and things like this. And I think this is something that you and your son were supposed to do together. Yeah, I, I don't know that. I... I I I guess I I can believe it, but it it's kind of a a tall price to pay. You know, I yeah. I got to tell you, I'd rather be abysmally ignorant, um, yeah. and and just and and now plan to go get a pizza with them than 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 have to deal with them through the through the veil and through the field. But it's but it's what I got. You know, I, I can't unring the bell that yeah. caused him to cross over, and I I don't believe God took him from me. You know, God, right. God didn't do this to 
make me pay for my past sins. In fact, I, mean, I was told that, you know, by, yeah. you know, that, but I, but I, you know, free will causes us to do what, what happens. Yeah. But I think as a result of what happens, we were able to find something, mm-hmm. something that will help others. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. We don't always understand why things happen the way they happen, but when you can sit here and look at it and go like, okay, in, even in the most excruciating pain to sit there and look at the goodness in any situation, and that's really what you've done. And just the fact, you, your son has to be a guy, your, your son has to be an old soul because stop and look at what he's doing too. He could be out there doing other things, and I'm sure he is. Yeah. You know, they say we've got schools on the other side. There's so much more on the other side than, you know, I mean, how ignorant can we be to just think that everything that's going on is right here? Or, or how <laughs> arrogant. That's just silly, yes. How it's, arrogant. It's just so silly. So, so I think there's still going to be so much more that you and your son will be doing. Um, I, I do you have another book that's in the process of being written, Joe, or is you I, I, yeah. yeah, I'm in the early stages of it, and it's called it, it, it's called uh, you know now what and uh, and basically it's a follow up to this. I've, I've continued to research. I've continued to meet with mediums. I've continued. I was in Lilydale, which is the oldest spiritual community in the country. Um, over the summer, I w- went to the I went to the vortex up in uh, uh, Arizona, you know, mm. because I want to find those thin spots. It's an Irish term, thin places, where the yeah. where, where the veil is thinnest between both worlds. You know, yeah. I want to find. So I want to continue to search those out, and I want to continue to bring the message. You know, man, when I talk about me, I'm a boots on the ground regular guy. You know, so yeah. I want to bring that message to somebody who thinks maybe. This isn't for them. You know, that dad yeah. who's who's suffering in silence because he doesn't want to talk about this. You know, I'm the youngest of 10 kids, so yeah. I, I, I never cared about what anybody thought. You know, the family was the clan. You know, there's a, mm-hmm. a great quote that this woman friend of mine, and I'm looking at it. I taped it to my wall and it said, I had the, 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 we were given the unassailable self-confidence that comes from a childhood insulated with love. So I was loved. I knew I was loved. Mm-hmm. So that allowed mm-hmm. me to go forth and and do what I wanted to do and not worry about anybody else's opinion. You know, yeah. so people ask me a lot in interviews, you know, do people think you're a little out there? I don't care. Right. <laughs> you know, I grew up in a house where the neighbors hated us and the neighborhoods where the neighbors hated us, you know, because uh, we were a bunch of wild kids. All you, know, so, kids. you know, I don't care. But what I do care about is if, if you've lost somebody, you know, yeah. I want to help. Yeah. Yeah. And and it seems like it seems like both you and Christopher are doing that and are going to continue to do that. Um, I've got to tell you, Joe, our time is, it's really been going by so quickly. Um, so if you were going to say anything to our uh, radio audience right now, our listeners, what's the one thing you'd like to share with them? Uh, when they when they do go through something like this, you know what that that a the people that you love the sp- are just spirits. They're the same people, same personality, same everything, and they're still right here. And and them connecting with them or you connecting with them doesn't keep them from doing their job on the other side. That mm-hmm. stuff's over our heads. And Christopher's mm-hmm. told me that he said, you know, Dad, you'll never grasp this completely until you cross over but that you can connect and that that energy 
transference of love can go back and forth. You just got to be willing to try. I'll be speaking to a group of people and somebody will say, you know, I've been trying to reach my, you know, sister for 20 years and, and uh, you know, and I haven't, you know, connected with her. And I'll say, well, just try harder. What have you done to enhance that that reception? You know, I think mediums, and, and there's some phenomenal, I don't think there's a bunch of hoaxes out there anymore, not with the Internet. Mm-hmm. You, know, the, you, know, the, you know, the mediums like you, you know, have this gift and, and and you find one like a coach or a chef that you connect with, you know, and, and you work on that connection. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think you guys are just cell towers. You know, you're, oh, yeah. you can connect us on this side to people we love on the other side. And mm-hmm. then eventually you'll learn to do a lot of it on your own, you yeah. know, which is where I'm at. Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean I don't stop. It doesn't mean I don't go to mediums. That don't doesn't mean I don't validate exactly what what that's about. You know, because it is. You know, but but it's it's important that that everybody knows that this doesn't end. This doesn't end with the the, the funeral mass, right? They're, no, no. They're still right here. Yes, for sure, for sure. You know, Joe, I wanna, I really wanna say thank you so much for joining us on tonight's show, and I I hope you'll come back sometime to be with I'll us. I'll come back anytime. I enjoyed. Okay. Our conversation on TV, I, I enjoyed this better than two weeks ago when we couldn't get through. <laughs> oh, my God. I know it's crazy. And there's still something wrong with the, with the, uh, with the radio show tonight, so I'll have to talk with Blog Talk. Um, and you know what? That's, it, it, that, that's just the way it is sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean, I'm, and so if, whenever you, you feel like the, the spirit moves you, you want to talk, or if your listeners feel like you know, they need to talk, my email, by the way, yeah, is please. is is J as in Joseph, B as in boy, my last name, M C Q U I L L E N at Gmail. If you need to reach Beautiful. out, reach out. And the book is at Amazon and it's called My Search for Christopher on the Other Side. Beautiful, and beautiful. I, well Joe, thank you so much. And and in the in the um in the light of our spiritual stuff, I am a transmedium and medical intuitive and I put seances on every last Sunday of the month, and I'm actually having a Halloween seance. So for anyone that wants to join that Halloween seance, just give me a call at 219-940-9292. So uh, I want to say thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. Um, I'm sorry we couldn't get to the calls. Uh, we will have Joe on again where you guys can call. Ask Joe your personal questions. Um, I invite you to uh, listen back into the show and I just want to say good night, everybody. This is Jory on the Coffee Psychic with your psychic connection right here at Blog Talk Radio. Good night now. Good night, Joe. Good night, Jory Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you.